Okay, so that's just fabulous. Um, and I think if you know if you're not an ABBA fan, like I just don't know what to say. Um, you know, so I, <laughs> I absolutely love ABBA. So uh, well done, Clemente. That was fun. Um, all right, let's get cranking. Lots of fun stuff to do today. It's Friday. Um, and, uh, we've got some interesting news to discuss, some discussion topics to go over, um, maybe a PO app, you know, all that stuff. Um, don't forget if, if you're feeling friendly, uh, to retweet the space, let's get some more friends in here, share the love, um, you know, grow our family, um, all of the above. So if you wouldn't mind retweeting, that's always fun and appreciated. Uh, and don't forget as well, we're on Spotify now, we're on YouTube, we're on Apple music. So, um, if you happen to miss the show, uh, you can listen to it at your own uh, uh, pace whenever you want, just, you know, while you're walking the dog or, or trying to um, put your kids to bed. <laughs> so no, don't do that. That's not gonna work very well. Um, so uh, make sure to check out those platforms and, and please keep smashing that purple comment button. I love, love, love seeing you all comment, interact, chat, get to know each other. Um, it's the purple button on your uh, mobile phone in the bottom right. And we've got a little question for the, for the day. Uh, and I'd love to hear your answer. The question is, how do you think AI will affect the future of Web3? So in particular, how do you feel about AI and how it's going to affect uh, the future of, of Web3? Uh, we're going to talk a little about GPT uh, 3.5, which was uh, released in beta yesterday, and, and the, just the, how, uh, I guess, scarily awesome it is and how it feels like it's going to take over the world. So we're going to talk about that. <laughs> so uh, I just posted a comment, uh, that question as a comment. So if you all um, could reply to that, that'd be great. Um, all right. Let's talk a little bit about POAPs. Um, so we are doing a POAP today. And uh, in case you're new to the show, we're, we're dropping POAPs to reward you all as a community. And the reason why is because we're launching a big project, uh, probably Q3 of 2023. And and uh, the way you get on the allow list uh, is by stacking the POAPs. So we, we wanted to reward you for being here on the show. Um, we want you to, to be enjoying the show, getting value, getting education, getting connection. Hope you're just loving the show. And then as a side benefit, um, you can collect those POAPs and hopefully um, get on the allow list next year. So that's what we're doing. Um, we're using the POAP app. You, you download it, you install it, you click mint, and then you click secret word, not enter code click secret word, not enter code. And uh, we're going to give some clues today. And the answers are always numbers. There's no no letters, no no uh, punctuation, no spaces or anything. So I'm going to give you the first clue. Are you ready for the first clue, everybody? Restivo is ready. Appreciate that. Okay. The first question is how many years old is LeBron James? So how many years old is LeBron James? Um, that's the first question and the first answer uh, so let's get cranking um already got some fun uh comments coming in um ash uh has an answer to the question of how ai is going to affect web3 they say i believe it will streamline the creative process and allow those with large imaginations to participate participate beyond their artistic abilities i love that um uh gyrodose pm or at point mash said, I don't think it's so much specific to Web3. AI is just going to affect how people interact daily life, period. Web3 is just a decentralized domain for that. So it's going to be a generalized uh, impact across our whole life, not just Web3. Um, I also just waves to some friends that are showing up. Uh, I haven't done that in a little while. Flea, nice to see you. 
uh, save. Uh, teacher, teacher 96, it was fun to meet you in person. Thanks for stopping by. Crop Circle, hello. Dr. Moon Hatton, always appreciate you stopping by. Don DeCapo, uh, Barbie, nice to see you. I'm just going to keep scrolling down. Um, uh, Sketch XP, thanks for coming by. Final Ryan, of course. Josh, nice fancy moonbird. Um, I could just go on and on and on. I wish I could say hi to every one of you and hug every one of you, but the show must go on. So let's uh, keep cranking. Um, I think uh, we will tackle the Mintify Market Daily Report next. So Mintify is is a power tool for NFT traders. Uh, I use the uh, tool way before they became sponsors. I love it for its analytics. Um, for things like one-click uh, allow lists, um, the Discord is great. It's just an awesome tool by a good, a good, good team. And so uh, they agreed to sponsor the show and read our Mintify daily uh, report. So um, the voice, take it away. Presenting the Market Daily Report, brought to you by Mintify, the leading NFT aggregator. Thank you, that. thank you so much. You, you <laughs> I, I do appreciate it too. You didn't have so. to hear me sing today, so you're welcome. Uh, over to you, Mentify. Nice to have you here. Thank you, thank you for having me. How's it going this morning? I'm feeling good. I, 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 I was hanging out with reasonable people last night, which were drinking water at the end of our shenanigans. So uh, I'm not wildly hungover. So I'm pretty proud of myself. So that's how I'm doing. All right, awesome, awesome. All right, let's check out the market update. The total 24-hour market volume. 14.2 mil. Highest last sale, Azuki 9143 for 135 ETH. The top three collections based on volume, uh, Clonex Animus Egg, 1.2K ETH traded, floor price of 1.26 ETH. 3D Invisible Friends, 750 ETH traded, 0.59 ETH floor price. And Dimitri Cherniak's selection pass for his Light Years collection. Uh, was at Dutch auction yesterday, 750 ETH traded, 31 ETH floor price. Notice there was no Yuga uh, in the top three today. Top th- uh, top gainers, 900% for automatic abst- abstraction by Noen and 340% for abstraction by Anon. Both of those uh, capitalizing on the Anon thing. I heard there might be something going on with uh, one of those artists at Art Basel, but uh, definitely do your research. That is not confirmed. Uh, top losers, Mirai Creations down 58% and 3D Invisible Friends coming down a little bit after revealed 28% down. Noteworthy market updates. CFTC chair suggests pausing the overall of the Digital Commodities Consumer Protection Bill to ensure that it addresses possible misconduct that may occur at other companies post-FTX collapse. And the CFTC chief reiterates that Bitcoin is currently the only crypto considered a commodity. While crypto has continued to go sideways on the highs, Ethereum at 1280, mostly flat down just a little bit on the day. Thank you very much. Appreciate it. Thanks, Mintify. Um, lots of interesting news to discuss. Um, some more fun comments coming in from y'all. Uh, please keep smashing that uh, purple comment button. Um, got one from uh, JT85WV. Uh, they posted a fun picture of us gathering in Miami. So GM, everyone, it was nice meeting everybody on Wednesday in Miami. Um, I didn't get to connect with everyone, but it was an awesome time. Thanks for the photo. Um, it was really, really did my heart good to see many of you. And in the future, I'm hoping to see many, many more of you. So I'm really looking forward to, to future meetups. Um, got a good uh, comment uh, from 
a Juniverse, uh, that's at Juniverse and NFT about AI. They said, I think AI would be uh, would be crazy when it comes to mental health. Having an AI that people can talk to and is real. That'd be amazing to see AI help a lot of people in the future. That is a fascinating idea. Um, and uh, I, yeah, wow, I hadn't thought about that. So I appreciate you bringing that up. Um, let's transition to the Lucky Trader news. Um, so as you all know, Lucky Trader is an awesome app for cutting edge, timely news in the NFT and Web3 space. I've got it installed on my phone. It's the only notifications I have on. And um, really great team. Uh, Restivo is part of that team. Um, uh, amazing founder, um, high quality person. And um, Lucky Trader is just a great tool. So they, they sponsor the show so that they could read the news because we all need timely news. So uh, the voice over to you. It's time for the Daily Dose News, a summary of news from around the Web3 world. Brought to you by Lucky Trader. Oh, yeah. Over to you, Lucky Trader team. Thanks for being here. Uh, love the intro music, but Ryan, we are going to miss your singing. That is a fact. <laughs> Appreciate that. Thank you. All right. Welcome to Lucky Trader's top Web3 news stories for today. Payments giant Stripe releases a new fiat to crypto on-ramp feature, allowing direct crypto and NFT purchases. The update will allow users to directly buy NFTs from their bank accounts via credit or debit cards, and several blockchain and NFT platforms have already begun to utilize the on-ramp, including Marketplace Magic Eden. Speaking of Magic Eden, the leading Solana marketplace has announced a major shift to protect royalties with its newest open creator protocol. The new protocol launched December 2nd, and creators who opt in will be able to protect their royalties by banning marketplaces that do not enforce royalties and, and gain access to other innovative functionality like dynamic royalties and customizable token transfers. Apple blocks Coinbase from the App Store until it disabled the ability to send NFTs through its Coinbase wallet iOS platform, citing they owe 30% of gas fees. Coinbase responded, attacking Apple for its policy, saying it would be impossible to comply with, and stating, simply put, Apple has introduced new policies to protect their profits at the expense of consumer investment in NFTs and developer innovation across the crypto ecosystem. And in NFT news, recent Daily Dose guest Tim Ferriss releases new mint details for his upcoming NFT project, Cock Punch, pricing the 5,555 supply project at 0.3 ETH. That's it for today, Ryan. Back to you. Appreciate that. I liked how you kind of said cock punch pretty quick because that's an awkward one to go over. Uh, so thanks, Tim, uh, for uh, making us all feel uncomfortable. <laughs> so I'm excited about that, man. It's going to be fun. Um, so thanks for the news. Uh, I actually want to uh, focus our first discussion on what is going on uh, with OpenAI and ChatGPT uh, version 3.5, because I, I think it is a big, big, big deal. Um, I also, uh, you know, want to give props to folks like Zeneca, who has been saying this for a while. You know, we should all be paying attention to AI. Um, and uh, what we saw yesterday from from the beta is, I think, mind blowing. Um, so we're going to do uh, a little nerd alert. So uh, hit it. The voice of DeFi. It's time for the nerd alert. I love it. Um, that's great. So uh, 
what is the nerd alert? It's essentially what's happening with OpenAI. And so if you're not familiar with OpenAI, it's a foundation that is building tech uh, to move uh, responsible artificial intelligence forward. And they released version 3.5 yesterday, uh, which massively improves on its predecessors. It, it handles much more complex instructions. It produces higher quality, long form content. Uh, it, it really is pushing the limits of, of what we thought was possible. And it's interesting, uh, Punk6529 uh, said this about it, said, number one, best that he's seen of its kind. Uh, number two, school essays are toast. Um, number three, some boring writing can be outsourced now. Uh, and it's number four, search is not dead yet, but we can absolutely see the shape of its replacement. And uh, finally, we still have jobs, but GPT four or five will be wild. Um, so it, it's going to be really interesting to talk about, okay, how is AI going to affect Web3 in the world in general? Uh, Clemente, over to you. Yeah, it was, uh, well, I, I, I was just thoroughly impressed by the the idea of, like, I, I the second pin tweet is like, OpenAI's new chat GPT model explains the worst case time complexity of the bubble sort algorithm with Python code examples in the style of a fast-talking wise guy from a 1940s gangster movie. If you click on that, it's insane. It blew me away. It is um, insane. <laughs> and then there was someone that took a description, asked uh, this this uh, AI model, he was like, hey, can you describe a cat for me? And then took the description of a cat, fed it into the prompt for um, the AI art, and it drew a cat based off of that which is also so all, all sorts of things to be playing out here. As far as Web3 goes, um, I believe it was Laguna that said, I, I really liked her perspective. Um, she said, I'm so excited when we can take advantage of the AI and the smart contract features that it can do, um, where we can learn via algorithm and automatically execute in a trustless environment. Um, wow. And Yippie said, like, cost saving because AI can actually edit the smart contracts and do a lot of checks um, and that increased efficiency will allow for better use of funds in projects and in web three. Yeah. I mean, I actually saw, I mean, as a, you know, I, I was a developer a long time ago. I have a computer science degree. I haven't written a line of code in about 10 years. So, but you can actually ask it to find the bug in, in your code and it finds it and suggests uh, uh, how to fix it. And it, it's just, yeah, it, it's, I feel like we have leapt forward uh so far it, it's uh i don't i don't it's almost like i'm not i'm not concerned but i'm shocked um the the pin tweet is kind of funny up there as well another one from 6529 uh he said i just fell into the chat gpt rabbit hole can't help myself here's the london history in the style of dr seuss and if you read it, it's just hilariously bonkers but good so um let's go to hands and, and talk a little bit about okay how do we see uh, AI potentially affecting Web3 and, and the broader world. Um, we'll chit-chat about that a little while, and then we'll transition to our next uh, discussion topic. Mr. Benjamin, welcome. Good morning, Ryan. How are you feeling? <laughs> I'm, I'm feeling good, but I know you're not. So how, how are you feeling? Well, I don't know if you noticed, but after, we, after I left, we went and we got burgers, and then we decided, since we're already parked, to just Uber back. So we actually came back, <laughs> and you were—I think you—you you all were walking out. Oh, no. and, uh, yeah, so that's, so you just uh, kept going then. Yeah, it didn't go. Oh, no. It didn't work out well for me in the end. I'm but, sorry, but I was geeking a little bit because uh, right as we were leaving, Michael Bay walked in, 
And what? like I was I was staring at him as he was walking. And I was like, <laughs> he looks so familiar. And I was like, wait. I'm like, Michael Bay. And he looked at me, he gave me like a fist in the air, and he's like walked inside. I was like, Yeah, <laughs> that was the, the best moment of my life right there. <laughs> that feels like what Michael Bay should do. If you all don't know, he's the guy behind, you know, every, every crazy action film you've ever seen, like Transformers. So um fist punch in the air feels like the appropriate response from him. So um, amazing. But uh yeah, on the topic of uh, AI, I think it's really interesting because the whole thing with Neuralink is is popping up everywhere right now. So Oh, yeah. Why don't you explain you know, what Neuralink, in, in case folks don't know? Uh, well, I don't really know that much, but I know Elon wants to install chips in our brains so that we can keep up with technology so it doesn't pretty much overtake humanity. I, that's um, pretty good, uh, like... Uh, layperson's explanation i love it so, yeah yeah, yeah it's, it's it's essentially um uh the, the you know combining humans with machines by inserting a chip in your brain that can then essentially use the internet um and communicate at uh you know machine speed with other people that have chips in their head it, it's it's bonkers but it's kind of exciting um so yeah, and I, it, it's pretty it's pretty wild because you know he he he's worried about AI. He's pretty open about that. So um, I think he's kind of doing it so that we can kind of compete a little bit, so we don't become right. extinct. But uh, <laughs> but it's, no, it's interesting. You know, Samsung has the uh, patents out for the for the contact lenses already. So between the chip and then those AR technology, like I don't know where we're going to be in ten years, but should be interesting i, I mean we're going to be in two years i think we should be talking about um it, it you know it, it's interesting because i read a book a long time ago called singularity and those of you that have opinions about that book will probably roll your eyes or laugh because it's kind of bonkers but it, it, it's basically about how uh humans are eventually going to merge you know with with machines and and then that's the next evolution of mankind it's far out and like yeah i don't believe all of it but it but I, I kind of believe that eventually that's going to happen. Uh, just kind of how and if and when and what does it all mean? Um, but uh, if you want a good kind of futuristic sci-fi way out there, interesting book, um, The Singularity is interesting. So um, let's head it over to The Voice of DeFi. So I've already kind of outed myself as a Star Wars nerd this morning. So I'm going to continue down that you're, path. You're among good like friends and family. Don't worry. I, f I feel like that. I, I feel that nobody will judge me here for that. But as I'm reading about this chat GPT, I couldn't help but to think of droids, of R2-D2 and C-3PO and things like that, where I'm not saying that that's where we're headed necessarily, but maybe I'm not. Maybe I am saying that. Uh, it it mm. does seem we're talking, you know, where I could have a conversational, you know, conversation with a, you know, AI generated chat, and then they could do something with that information that we're talking about. You could easily token gate that. You could easily, you know, put that on chain to where, you know, you're not given access to this chat um, unless you have a certain NFT or anything like that. It could very much be integrated into Web3. But all the more this the singularity thing you just mentioned, we're all headed to be Darth Vader. It's all, <laughs> <It's> all going <laughs> to happen, everybody. Hopefully it'll be nicer than Darth Vader, though. I, of course. Know, I, I'd rather be like a nice. Yeah, I don't want to be Darth Vader. Sorry. So, He's a nice guy. <laughs> he was a nice guy until he turned um so there's some really cute um comments that are being posted lauren posted uh, a gif of the never-ending story which i have to say w was like the first movie i watched when i was like oh the girl's really cute and that you know I, I was like not quite old enough to like say i'm in love with her but i thought the girl on uh, never-ending story was really cute and i was pretty excited about that if you know what i'm talking about let's see some emojis 
or I bet a lot of you are, are too young to even understand what I'm saying. So okay, no one's watched Never Any Story. Oh, a few people have. Okay. Um, also, Dennis is here, and they're saying GMGM. GM. And I don't know if you all saw that uh, or listened to that clip, but he actually, um, I, I guess I call it wrapped in in the pop, in the pop, pop and post show, and it was pretty amazing. Um, so that was fun. All right, let's keep going to hands. Uh, next up is Ben. Hello. <gasps> That's my really rubbish Darth Vader impression. <laughs> it just sounded like you were like coughing or, or dying. But... <laughs> or like a pig. I apologize. Um, uh, I came up the other day and I spoke about process. And that's the bit that I'm really excited about. You just, you just like saying because you have a British accent. You like to say process. Of course. Yeah. But it's, but Carry processes, on. like AI technology helping you refine processes and helping you plan your day and helping you choose which of the 50,000 tasks you have to complete is the most efficient to complete first because it will help feed into the other ones and kind of just oh. generally make you a more efficient person. I, That's the thing I love about the idea of AI. The thing I'm really worried about is like just authenticity disappearing. Like I love hearing songs by people who were able to just be out there and think of something amazing. Or I like paintings by people that do something where I look at it and I think, how did anyone ever have the mm. imagination to create that and so they're the kind love of it. there's the the pro and the con for me love but, it pro, um, process yeah. I, I hadn't thought about that like leveraging just the unbelievable amount of information that the, the algorithm would understand about what is efficient what's the it's essentially a shortest uh path uh solve problem yeah right? like Im and, imagine it reading your emails and telling you which email you should answer first my god yes gosh and <laughs> and i think that will absolutely that will happen right um, and that, that is where we're actually becoming, you know, augmented by machines in, in a really good way. Um, but that, I love it. I love, I love the idea. Of, have a great uh, weekend, Ryan. Have a great weekend, everyone else. Thanks, Ben. Uh, process, everybody. It's important. Um, all right, let's go to next hand, uh, which is Mackie. Hello. Welcome, Mackie. Hi, everybody. Happy Friday. Hello, uh, <laughs> Mr. Benjamin. I'm sorry. It sounds like you were hungover and that's okay. Uh, Process. He's going to live. Process, Ben. That is, it's wonderful. I, I like literally almost cried a little bit thinking about having something tell me which email to answer first. Because that's, oh, oh when I still had a job, I'd get 50 emails plus a day. And it was just uh, absolutely overwhelming. But that all being said, like, I, I worry about the homogenization of all this. Hmm. What, what could be homogenized? Uh, give me an example. Uh, I mean, if everybody's answering their emails in the right order, yeah, it's a good thing. But if everybody is, I don't know, I, I think about art looking the same or music looking, sounding the same. Uh, mm -hmm. it, it's, it's the stuff, the data that gets fed into the AI is hyper important, right? Right. It's kind of what you get out, right? Yes. Um, that's an interesting point. Um, it will match the data it's trained on, um, uh, but it, you know, in in the end, it, it kind of depends where you end up philosophically here. Like I, I, am on the the philosophical philosophical side. Like I'm spiritual in a sense, quote unquote. Um, you all that that know me know I grew up like really religious, um, kind of a Christian environment. I thought I was going to be a pastor, and uh, ended up kind of coming out of that. Um, nothing against that at all, but that's not where I ended up. 
but I'm sort of spiritual. Um, but I do believe my brain is, is like a machine of chemicals and, and wiring and it, it's, it's a knowable thing, right. Eventually. And therefore what my brain does could theoretically, you know, be done in a machine. So it just feels like we're getting closer to that. And, and if, if I can be creative, then theoretically machines should be able to be creative in the same sort of wonderful way. Um, and augment my creativity. Um, like for instance, just, I was actually using GPT three, not 3.5, the new one when I, when I posted those pictures, but I, you know, I just said, Hey, can you help me design my bedroom in, in the style of Miami? Right. And it was interesting to get ideas and feedback from it. It's like, well, you might use these colors and these images and, and this is the way you may tackle that. And it was, I felt like I was being augmented versus replaced. Um, so I thought that was kind of an interesting experience. And that was with three, I think 3.5 is, is way, way better. So. Yeah, no, I, I, and I hope that that's the case going forward, but I have a feeling that, uh, that open API is being careful about that. Right. Or open yeah. AI. Yeah, prob- probably. Um, so, uh, Christine Liu. Hello, Christine. We still haven't hung out. We have to hang out at some point here in Miami. We'd love to see you. But uh, she said that she's going to memorize this. And uh, the question she asked uh, GPT 3.5 or GPT chat was, explain what an NFT is like I'm, a f- like I'm five years old. <laughs> and it's just, it says, an NFT is like a special sticker or toy that is only found in one place and cannot be replaced by another sticker or toy. It is something that's very unique and special. And people like to collect them and trade them with each other, just like how you might have a favorite sticker or toy that you don't want to lose or trade. An NFT is something that is special and valuable to the person who owns it. <laughs> that's that's awesome. I think I'm going to memorize that too. Um, I love it. All right, let's uh, go to B. Genie. Hello, welcome. Hey, hey, hey can you all hear me? Am I, I can, you? welcome. Yep. Uh, like, uh, first year, I just want to say that check your DM. Uh, that is a kind of daily, daily dose for you. All right, okay, I so, will do that. Yeah, I don't know if you'll love it or not. Okay, but yeah, I've just uh, posted it on Twitter. So I've just shared the tweet with you. And like, uh, talking about AI, uh, so there is a thing uh, which is going on in my mind uh, from past few days. Uh, so like, I'm thinking of a bot. Okay, so basically I'm uh, trying to create a bot. Uh, which can, you know, automatically uh, snipe the NFT uh, when the flow price is reached at certain level. Let's say... Uh, hey, B, I'm having, point- I'm having trouble hearing you. Actually, I'm sorry. Uh, maybe you could uh, re-request when you're in an acquirer location, okay, if that's okay. Okay, okay, okay. okay, yep. okay. So, okay so we're going to pop you off, but uh, when you get in an acquirer location, come on back. For sure, for sure. Thanks, appreciate that. Um, let's keep going to uh, Johanna. Hello. It's not Johanna, it's Johanna. Oh my God, I'm sorry, <laughs> Johanna. Apologies. Yeah, it's like German for, don't worry, it's German. I love it, Johanna, nice to see you. <laughs> yeah, thanks. I'm actually excited to be on the space. It's... So anyway, about the AI thing, I think the problem I would have with AI is dependence and originality. Because um, think of a situation where everyone instantly starts using calculators for their math problems when they were young. We'd have um, a generation of grown-ups who do not know how multiplications work, how to use the four-figure table, how to get the sine, constant of angles and stuff like that. It's like mm-hmm. um, I saw this experiment that someone did one time where he he puts um, paints 
on each note of a keyboard. And then every time he played something, the paints were spotted on a glass, um, on a canvas. I think it was done by Rudy Manco. So, oh, and really? I made... think I saw that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the art was nice. I had a friend that tried to replicate it, but instead of using an actual keyboard and paints, he like wrote a code for it. And each time he just like remade it and he made a series of really nice arts. So this kind of situation where you cycle things randomly and then try to see what it will produce kicks out that originality that we have, the the mm. way that we do things, the humanity of things, because humanity is all about trials and errors and letting your imaginations run wild. But this time around, it's done by AI. So we have this... Okay, think of AI-generated arts and human painted arts the canvas work you see the flaws the strokes of the brush and everything but then AI just like goes in there mangles everything up and i fear that if you continue down that road to have a generation a time in our lives where we really don't know how to do anything else mm, so it, of the, the, bots too. yeah that's interesting yeah exactly like the ones that they say okay every time that um we have an inverse head and shoulder it's expected to go up and then everyone just like goes up with it goes in with it we no longer remember okay do not do this when it does this do not do this when it does this and then the program is just there for every inverse head and shoulder just long do this right so it allows it to allows so us to we iterate just have faster life run on do while do if else if right <laughs> no no <laughs> right. I mean, that's it's no longer there yeah that's that's kind of what we're doing already um, I love your take. Thanks for stopping by. Um, I love your PFP as well. It's nice. Um, I can't remember the name of that collection. What is it? It's Boryoku Dragons. Ah, Boryoku Dragons. That's Boryoku right. Dragons. Yeah. Cool. Thanks for stopping Thanks. by. All right. So let's. Thank you so uh, much. No problem. Let's keep going. Um, all right. Let's. Uh, let me see real quick. All right. We've got to go to hands. I want to also transition um, to the next topic. So. Uh, let's be thinking about this. We, we obviously saw the news about the Coinbase wallet uh, and it, the inability to transfer NFTs out of it because Apple uh, removed it um, and basically said, uh, we're not going to allow the, the Coinbase wallet to transfer NFTs unless you give us 30% of the gas fees, which is just hilariously bonkers, right? Like what? So and uh and someone said uh, forgive me for not giving credit um and correct me if anybody knows but it's it's like asking you know us to pay microsoft you know every time an email gets sent on the you know on the internet um it's just hilariously inappropriate um and makes no sense um uh and so well, let's talk about this you know w- what role is apple playing here um and how's this going to how's this going to roll out Right. Um, and how's it going to affect the Web3 industry and what we're trying to build? Um, so let's go uh, to hands on that. Uh, I'm just going to go to Laguna first. Yeah, I was going to say on the AI front that like what's really unreal is like as someone who got beta access to GPT-3, seeing the like evolution in 3.5 is like next level insane. And that makes me really bullish on Web3 because I think at some point in the next like three to five years we'll see our massive technology leap and that's when things get really interesting because like early gpt3 the best thing you could really do with it was like ask it to write blog post headings like it understood seo right Right. and then you get 
And then you get to the case where it's like writing essays on behalf of college students, which is like interesting. And like, you know, like uh, language processing is its own like subset of AI. But now you can see like playing around with code and like playing around with like right. human thought. And like I, I ended up in a demo for a product um, at my old company that was like reinventing customer support using AI. And it would just like live, it would like live process the person on the phone, find the agent, the right information and suggest like um, emotional capacity. Like it was playing around with emotional capacity, which was like really interesting. Like, you know, do we think this person is angry? And if so, like, can we provide a different type of like a different type of response uh, support? Yeah. My God, that's amazing. That human intuition gets really, really interesting. Well, that's probably, and probably we're going to again, being augmented, right. With, uh, with, with, with what we're trying to do. All right. I've got to actually do something important. So it is time for clue number two, everybody. So clue number two is what year did the American president Lincoln die? Sadly, die. What year did the American president Lincoln die? Um, so, the two answers together—it's all digits, um, no characters, no uh, no punctuation. Put them together. Um, good luck, everybody. Um, hopefully, nobody has trouble, but let me know if you do. Um, so that's the pull out for the day. The mint window closes at four minutes after. So hustle your bustle and uh, and get there. Um, all right, we're gonna go. Uh, Back to hands, uh, Senate. How's it going? All good, my man. All good. How are you? Yeah, welcome. Thank you very much. Yeah, I was, I was going to sort of yeah touch on the the Apple stuff. Um, Do it. I, it's crazy. Um, I, I think overall, maybe they've dropped the ball and, and sort of hinted that they're coming out with their own chain. Um, it's the only way that they'd be able to to swallow. You know, whether it's gas fees, transfer fees, or, or whatever. Um, but mm-hmm. they're obviously in prime position to be able to do it as well. Um, right, because then they just won't collect the fees themselves and they're going to enforce it on everybody else, which it feels, I mean, it's absolutely monopolistic, right? 100%. And you think, gosh, this can't be legal, right, really. Um, but it, is are we actually going to be able to stop Apple here or not? I and Yeah, and, and my, my opinion would be, no, I don't think so. Uh, I think you know the, the app store. The app store is a is a monopoly already, um, and they've got the user base. Like you know, no. if, they, if they tomorrow just came out with a uh, an announcement saying, "Right, we're la- launching the Apple chain. Uh, everyone can go free claim one uh, <laughs> one Apple token." I would be really sad about that, but gosh, I, me too. <laughs> I could see it happening. The Apple chain. Yep. Um, Oh boy! All right, uh, that introduces a new vector into the equation. Uh, Clemente, I'm sorry. Hand. I'm sorry. No, no, it's <laughs> uh, now I'm sad. Thank you. All right, uh, Clemente, over to you. Yeah, and the piece here with with Apple is we, we've we've seen it with technological innovation and regulation around it, is that we always, at least in the in the United States, we lag so far behind the tech. Like we're always playing catch up because a lot of these technological pieces are very hard to understand and they're unproven, and we're still trying to figure it all out. And a lot of times the regulators, the lawmakers don't necessarily know exactly how all of this works out, which is when it gets really hard to build frameworks around it. The other thing I wanted to pin up top is I saw that the Lucky Trader uh, CPO basically got the notification from Lucky Trader that, that Apple was uh, what, what we were talking about, right? But 
they said that the the hardest part of the Lucky Trader app development process was the uncertainty behind getting Apple approval. So it's interesting to see that like it's just going right. to uh, until I think we're able to get softer frameworks around or get Apple and these major corporations to embrace this side of it and the mobile side of it, we're going to be stuck behind, right? Like we need to almost get this innovation in a place where people can grow and create and allow minds and resources to be put towards it or else we're mm. still going to be limited in, in our impact around it. Yeah, 100%. I agree. And when uh, I was running Treehouse and we had an iPhone app, we constantly had this fear and this uncertainty of, is it going to get approved? Is it going to get removed for some reason? I, we we had some random person um, uh, claim that we were using their trademark and and our app got removed for a little while. And we had to fight the process and get it back in. It was very opaque and, um, and it was very confusing. I mean, even Elon was saying, we don't, Apple isn't even telling us, you know, why they're doing what they're doing right now. And so trying to get um, clarity on that is very important. I posted a poll um, and Clemente already pinned it. And the question is very simple. Have you ever purchased or transferred an NFT using your phone? Right. So it'd be interesting to hear like, all right, the UX here, are folks doing this on mobile? And if so, you know, uh, they're obviously going to be using a mobile wallet um, to do so. And uh, already we've got 74% of you saying, yes, you have. Um, so would appreciate you all answering that. Uh, let's go next to Mosher. Yeah, I mean, uh, just to resonate on the points about having uh, my wallet on my phone, uh, I don't have my wallet on my phone, mainly for security reasons. Um, I, I'm too uh, tentative around potentially blindsiding my stuff away on a Sunday afternoon after a couple of drinks. <laughs> yeah, same here. <laughs> Watch out. <laughs> yeah, and I think it's an interesting one because I think all apps on the Apple platform are subject to a 30% platform fee anyway. But then I think comparatively, if you look at the generalized marketplaces or platforms like OpenSea or Magic Eden, their platform fees are subject to eight, uh, 5% accordingly. Uh, we know that like Magic Eden, for example, used to, I think they were um, positioned on the app store for a short period of time under a 15% um, platform fee, but then they pulled off as a result because they still weren't happy with that. Mm. I think, yeah, sorry, go on. No, no, I was just saying, mm, I agree. Yeah, and I, I, you know, I'm in line with, uh, in line with Digi Daigaku, who's founder, um, you know, who, who places the aspect of like, you know, you've got to think about this 1 billion users on the App Store. When you look at the aspect of proposition around having 1 billion, um, you know, ETH wallets uh, with on people's phones, and it's a quite an optimistic proposition and potentially, you know, that, that figure of a, of a plat or a platform fee or an App Store fee is more favorable uh, mm. when you look at it in that aspect. The only other thing I was just going to talk on was just your aspect of like AI, which I, like when you asked the question, I literally read your question, you asked the question like, I want to furnish my room in a Miami theme. And then the, the answer was like, make sure everything was really colorful. <laughs> I thought that's so funny. <laughs> but I, you know, Apparently for, that's for the answer. Yeah, right. I, was, I thought that was so funny. But the, the, the aspects of Web3, I, I mean, I'm not, I don't know too much about Web3, but generalistically speaking, I think uh, we're still yet to conquer the human biome. So it'd be great to get some sort of progress on disease and disability with the help of AI. Oof, I think we've yes. already seen it, yeah, currently implemented as, you know, sort of autonomous vehicles and stuff like that. But I think specifically uh, within Web3, if you, uh, if you ever want to venture around looking at um, AI generated artwork, it is wonderful. I mean, the mm. intricacy and detail is. Something, yeah, it's it's sensational. So I would encourage people if they want to look at, um, I, I don't know any platforms. A dear friend of mine actually introduced me to it, but I can't remember. But I'm sure someone will know something. So yeah, try right. to have a look out for AI-generated artwork. Yeah, it is interesting. And there's the, a whole genre as well where you can 
train um, the algorithm with pictures of yourself. Um, so you, you upload about 20 pictures of yourself from various angles and different backgrounds and wearing different things. And then it literally creates um, uh, new versions of you. Um, and I'm, I'm blanking on the, the service and product that does it. One of you all listening actually sent me like a, like a, a creepy kind of interesting photo of me with like a, um, the picture of a, an owl on my back. It was like fascinating, but it kind of looked like me. And I was like, whoa, this is wild. Um, and so uh, that was kind of fun. So yeah, we're only seeing the beginning of this. Um, I mean, wh why wouldn't we see, uh, you know, NFT projects that are visual in nature, you know, PFP projects, uh, just visual projects in general, like completely created by AI. Like uh, we're starting to see that already, but um, will that actually become somewhat of the norm? Um, I don't know. So there's interesting comments as well coming from y'all uh, around the, the question of, have you ever purchased or transferred an NFT using your phone? Uh, Cuts.soul said, I pretty much only do NFTs on my phone. However, I do use my laptop only for my ledger and transferring into a cold wallet. So kind of a mixed strategy there. Um, Blind Gray Squirrel said, I use mobile uh, MetaMask almost exclusively, which is interesting. Um, and then uh, we've got Snarls Barkley who says, when I started collecting NFTs, I only had a phone. Too many limitations. So interesting experiences for you all. Um all right, so let's go to next hand. Dennis, how's it going? GM, my JPEG friends, how are you, Ryan? GM, I just I can't believe uh, all these abilities that you keep rolling out. Uh, that <laughs> when, when you when you did that little session on the pop and post show, I was just uh, I was smiling ear to ear. It was great. Oh my, it was so random, and I have to thank Final Ryan for that one. He was kind of just ad libbing, and I was just in the flow. So. The best was like, where's my mic on? Please tell me you heard that. <laughs> that was great. It was so good. Um, but I hope you're having a good time in Miami and, and connecting with people. It's it's uh, it's fun to see and get FOMO from far away. Yeah, we are, but we do miss you all. So I'm looking forward to meeting more of you in person. So That's awesome. I, I wanted to talk on uh, the AI bit a little bit. I think from, and you kind of started talking about this, which is from a hypothesis and testing perspective, I can see people creating NFTs to see if there's traction, creating logos for companies, websites faster, et cetera, just to, just to see like if people are interested. So it's an interesting concept to do. It's a trick we, oh, we do in Web2, yeah. right? Right. Like, hey, here's a, here's a site I made for you. You know, do you want to pay me to, to deploy it? But it's actually it, made by an AI. Exactly. Yeah. It's, it, there's so many possibilities there. And when it comes to Apple really quickly, Developers have been overcharged for a while now, if we're, if we're honest, yeah, right? for real. Um, so from the product side of things, I can see people maybe using it as a launch mechanism and seeing how they can, you know, have some growth and, and stuff there. So kind of launch from Apple, even though, you know, charges may be a little bit crazy, but the people are there and it's just familiar and safer. People feel safe. Like there's a lot of human psychology that goes into product development as well. And so maybe they take the party somewhere else after uh, they get to a good point, right? Interesting. Yeah, I appreciate the take. Thank you. Uh, let's go to Pops next. Hello, Pops. Hey, good morning, Ryan and Clemente. Good morning. Good Hello. Um, yeah, so uh, on this Apple topic, let me preface this. that I'd, uh, You'll never catch me defending any kind of a trillion uh, dollar market cap underdogs. But if I can provide a counterpoint to it, uh, and I also come from my background, a team that has been screwed by Apple's 30% tax. 
um, and their approval process. But um, if you, I want to consider the counterpoint of um, last year when they changed their terms of service to um, include in-app purchases. So I guess they're trying to, uh, or they're categorizing these transactions in the app, uh, uh, the gas fees, right? And But as a developer in this space, uh, someone mentioned, and it was a great comment about how they've curated a huge audience, right? So the initial 30%, you can consider that as a part of ongoing marketing that it pays into Apple's global uh, quest to dominate and put as many handsets in hand, right? Mm. That, that could be a consideration. And as a user, their walled garden that has, they've done a really good job of providing security as a user that I can half asleep, I can install any app and never worry that my information will be breached. Um, uh, my data is stored and shared and sold. So yeah, that's a good just, point. I just want to add those points. But once again, I do think it's kind of BS. They are a monopoly. Right. But I, I just want but, us to like have a, like a counterpoint. Spectrum. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks, Pops. That, that is a good point. I mean, we're, we're essentially paying for the security of the platform. Um, and and I, I do like seeing both sides of it. So um, thank you for pointing that out. Um, cool. I, yeah, no problem. Thanks. Thanks for coming by. Um, so looks like the, the results are almost in on the poll. Have you ever purchased or transferred an NFT using your phone? Uh, 81% of you said yes. Um, 18% said no. So um, interesting to hear that that play out. Um, let's go next. Oops, my little screen is, is small too. Of course, Gentle Tornado. Daily Dose! Yes, let's go, baby. Oh, man, just blessed to be here. Grateful. Man, oh, feeling good. Feeling good. Love you, brother. I, did, I didn't want to uh, slow roll you guys again, so I had to bring the noise. <laughs> Listen, um, I have definitely traded. I've definitely transferred on my phone. I think um, it's not the best thing to do, but I think you can definitely take ways to still be secure and do things the right way. I think you know you can get stuff hacked on, on either a computer or a phone, so I think you still just have to be aware of what you're doing. But I don't, I don't necessarily think it's terrible to do on your phone. It's just probably better on your computer. Right. Yeah. If you, if you are following protocol, um, then it's, it, it, it can be safe, but, um, you know, I, I think, uh, as we were talking about earlier, you, you also could be in a state where you're tired or you're, you're drunk or you're, um, angry, um, you know, on your phone and then you, you do something silly. Um, or, and, and it seems like you're probably more likely to do that on a phone cause you're probably on the move or you're, or you're, or somewhere else versus on a computer, you know, being serious, um, so, but I appreciate that. And, and I, I, that was kind of fun how you were, you brought the excitement, but you also kept it PG. So that you're, are you adapting that for us or is you just, I, PG yo, I'm today? Really, I'm, no, I'm really working on it. I am being <laughs> honest with you guys. Like I, especially when I go on coffee with captain too, that's not like a P, you know, it's not an R show. It's not a PG 13. So I'm really working on it. Um, <laughs> you're doing yeah, a good job. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. <laughs> appreciate you. All right. Thanks. Um, thanks for coming by. Uh, let's go to flea. Hello, flea. What's going on, Ryan? GM, GM, GM. Now, I just wanted to expand on what you said about, uh, you know, the whole Apple situation. And you said something along the lines of like, when will Apple and these other big giants like embrace the technology? And I just think the moment it becomes less speculative. I mean, think about the internet, right? Like what other internet technology is speculative at this point, right? Like you don't send an email because you think you're going to get it rich. Like you don't, go <laughs> on, you don't connect I, your PS5 well, to I the do. internet. 
No, I, 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 you know what I'm trying you, to say. You should be like, sending emails thinking you're gonna get rich. Is of my course, opinion. Of course, of course. But <laughs> I'm just saying, if you're gonna send an email to your mother and say happy, you know, happy Mother's Day, <laughs> right. for example, you know, or that you grab your PS5 and connect to the internet because you know you you want price go up. No, it's just like these are all experiences. So I think the less speculative like NFTs and blockchain get, I think that's when we'll see you know like Apple and Co embrace it you know because right. and then also with with like the the developer situation you know where I, I forgot who said like they're overcharged but think about like setting up shop inside walmart with like your store or your product right like you're you're piggybacking off of their marketing their traffic like there's so much that that you're benefiting from so i is 30 percent warranted that's not what i'm saying but you got it you have to kind of you have to pay if you want to play you know yeah, I mean, this has always been the rub and, and yet the benefit, right? You know, that, oh my God, there's this, you know, global central app marketplace. Um, and oh my God, there's a central global market app, you know, uh, marketplace. It's it's kind of both. Um, and uh, I think we're really coming up against it though now because you have founders like uh, Elon who really is pushing against it. Um, you know, you have a Coinbase, which is a heavy hitter, um, you know, being vocal about it. Um, I, I think, I think it's gonna be interesting to see how it shakes out. Like, I don't think, um, Apple's going away. I don't think, you know, um, the app store is going away. I think they will continue to fight to, to keep that 30%, um, uh, fee across the board. But like you said, as these transactions become more day to day and normal, there's just no way they could, you know, uh, take 30% of, of essentially transaction costs. So, um, Clemente, I see your hand. Yeah, I will. When considering the the idea of exactly what what Flea was talking about, actually a speculative asset right now, and how a lot of big companies don't want to venture into it yet because they don't necessarily have enough of an upside, right? Based on their their dominance and their 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 share in the overall market. But when you look at the people that have or the the companies that have ventured into it right away in the early ones, you look at Time Magazine, they had lagging subscribers for X amount of years and they saw enough upside if they executed properly that was like, hey, it made sense for them. Who else? Like there's a certain type of people that are more likely to venture into it, right? Look at Toys R Us about to drop a, a project on Solana. They have more of an incentive to do so because the incentive is higher and it's worth that risk because they've been lagging in in other places um, for quite some time. So they're looking for that innovation to disrupt and gain market share. Yeah, no, yeah, that's a great point of, in terms of like Toys R Us because when you said Toys R Us at first, I'm like, what do they have to lose? So it's a great like you know, the fact that they can take more risks and, and maybe give themselves a chance to become relevant again. But for companies like Apple, I think when any anything starts to look anywhere near a security, it's very scary, you know, and, and everything in this like space right now, we have to be honest, is there's there's financial incentive, you know, like if you right. take away the financial incentive, here's a here's a good question, right? If you just take away the financial incentive of it all, how many people would actually stick around in, in this space, you know? Uh, I mean, a, a, a large chunk would leave, right? Because, yeah. uh, you know, uh, there is a massive financial motivation and that's a human uh, desire. And it's not bad, you know, but it is. Um, and, and you're right. It, it's, it, I think it makes it interesting. And if it's done right, then it actually is good. Um, and it's actually a way to, to, to build things and, and uh, create goodness. But uh, it, we should be honest about it as well. So... Um, I appreciate you bringing that up. 
Um, Thanks for uh, having me on. I got to jump down. I got to go back to work. I'm, I always, all right. I'm always doing this during work and I like stop. And <laughs> I appreciate <laughs> but, uh, it. Thanks, Ryan. Thanks for stopping by. Thanks, Lee. All right, let's go to you, Mel. GM Daily Dozers. GM, what's up? Everything's good, Ryan. Um, so I do not have any uh, unique perspective for today's topic. I just wanted to jump jump in uh, on the stage and uh, well, but I do have uh, one point to bring up. So, like we were discussing that uh, Apple is is known for its privacy, right? I mean, I think it was true till now. Uh, my reasoning for this is because uh, we know how Apple banned. Uh, you know, cook uh, sort of uh, tracking data a few months back, uh, wherein they even asked Facebook, they like they basically put up a notification that even if you do not want Facebook to track your data, you can turn off the. Oh, uh, that's right. Turn I off remember that. Yeah, turn it off in the settings, and basically, uh, Facebook was unhappy about it. That's and just a recently. Bit. <laughs> And uh, recently, there's there are news that Apple is, ha- is starting their own marketing division, and their advertisement revenue is blowing. I mean, it. I think it grew uh, four times uh, recently. Mm. So I think that uh, Apple might not be known for its privacy. Uh, sooner rather than later because i mean for advertisement it's no brainer you need uh, you need to track people's data and and right. if a, if a advertisement is targeting you basically they know who you are right and that's the value thanks you mel for stopping by um <laughs> appreciate it uh let's go next to donut hi Rob. hey donut how's it going Oh, I think you're rugging. No. Yeah, darn it. I think we're losing you. Sorry. Come back again. Let's try again. Uh, let's go to Dennis. Hello, Dennis, again. Hello. Um, Hello. Really, really quickly, because I know we're short out of time, I wanted to bring up the Solana phone, which originally when it was launched, and full disclosure, I, I'm a part of the Solana ecosystem, so um, I love them a lot over there and what they're doing, but I, that was kind of the the value prop, which was, hey, you know, we're thinking about this from an ecosystem for developers and products to launch. And perhaps, I don't know, I don't think it's a great idea personally to launch a phone. It's really hard to change people's behaviors and, and go to another operating system. Right. Um, but that is something interesting that that maybe we can talk about in the sense of like that phone being strictly for, for the ecosystem. And it does solve some of those problems of those fees. Absolutely. Yeah, I and I think I think they're going to struggle to get adoption. You know, um, I, I I can't imagine how expensive and hard it is to ship a phone and get mass adoption. And um, but but they could start it. And I know it was meant as a uh, as an experiment um, to see where it goes. I guess you know we we've heard rumors that uh, you know Twitter and Elon are, are talking about a phone now, just so they can control you know where their apps are. Um, and so it will be interesting to see how that shakes out. Um, let's go to Susan next. Hello, Susan. GM. GM. I, uh, you in Miami still? Uh, yes, I am. I'm so jealous of everyone in Miami. It, um, it's pretty I, out here, but you know, we're, we're tired now though. That's the problem. <laughs> <laughs> 
we had our Christmas party yesterday for our company, so I'm absolutely shattered. Uh, 25 people doing karaoke at the top of their lungs. Oh boy, watch yeah. out! <laughs> <laughs> but I I, uh, I I jumped in as as the talk was going on about the need for um, the the financial liquidity coming out of NFTs, and you know I hope we can start to think about it more like we think of all other investments, short term versus long term. Um, you know, I, I don't think that Web3 has to be about this, like this, the short term gain. It can be about these these long terms when there are reasons for you to hold on to it, whether it's a club that you're joining or the games that you're playing or, or whatever it might be. I think that there's a lot more um, financial value to be had in something that means something to you that it, it bothers you to sell as opposed mm. to just the thing that you keep flipping. And so I, I feel like we get so short-sighted in thinking about Web3. And if, we, you know, if, we, if we're patient and we get to these, these things that you can do, we're going to want to hold on to this stuff. It is going to be your identity, and you're not going to want to necessarily right. get rid of it. And isn't that the most valuable thing, right? Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, I'm very excited about that idea. Um, I know that also some, some projects are beginning to, to really experiment with uh, you know, soul-bound tokens. I know Zeneca is going to release... Um, a student pass, which is exciting. It's uh, unlimited supply, but it's soul bound, and, and you can start to stack uh, your um, your knowledge. And say, you know, this token has unlocked these badges, and and start to prove out identity and reputation. Yeah, it becomes proof and, of status, right? Like, I think one of the uh, most totally. I, I, I'm on the fence on on soul bound NFTs, having heard the, the talk by the, the guy who co-wrote it with Vitalik at an event, and. I'm of two minds. On the one hand, it seems like it could turn into like the Scarlet Letter sort of vibe where what if right. someone airdrops something that calls you a racist into your wallet and you can't get rid of it? Like that that's kind of scary. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But on the other hand, I'm oh, sorry, go ahead. Yeah, there's mechanics that we've got to work out there. Um, <laughs> like that's that's an awful power to have, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. but on the other hand, uh like you know, as a game industry person, uh I used to play MMOs, like, you know, from the EverQuest beta days to really like date myself here. And you know, every time you go to a different MMO, you sort of you start over again. And some people keep the same player accounts, but you kind of have to find your people again. And imagine from a proof of status standpoint, if that wasn't the way a new MMO ships and people know that the shit you accomplished, that you were there and you killed that dragon or whatever the hell it is. And because of that, you're instantly wanted in a guild because of the things you've accomplished over the years. Well, I love like, that. That's idea. Cool, right. Yeah. No, absolutely. It, it's a use case that makes perfect sense. Um, so thanks for bringing that up. I appreciate that. Yeah. Um, Let's go to uh, Floor Pappy. Hello. Hey, Ryan. How are you? I believe John Sad had uh, the hand up first. Oh, that's kind of you. All right, John, go ahead and then Floor will come back to you. Hey, yeah, I just quick, quickly wanted to clarify. Um, I did speak with a lot of experts, um, people who work at companies on hardware wallets specifically, and they did say that when you install a hard, <clears throat> when you install like um, a wallet application on your iPhone specifically because those apps are sandboxed, it's actually more secure to have a wallet on an iPhone than on your desktop browser because nobody can actually access those security keys. Oh, um, interesting. But if you obviously, if you, if you use that seed phrase on your desktop, then you, you run the same risk. But if it's a iPhone only seed, it's, it's basically like a ledger wallet in the sense that the keys are enclosed to that app and nobody can access it. Oh, interesting. Uh, yeah. So it's, Okay, I hadn't thought about that. That's kind of an interesting take. I guess there's yeah. still there's lots of room for user error. Uh, still, you know, where you can still blind sign a bad transaction. Um, but that's an interesting point. Thanks for for yeah. bringing that up. No problem. Uh, let's go back to Floor Pappy. Hey, Daily Dozers. I actually wanted to touch the subject that Umail touched about the uh, the update uh, Apple did with the app tracking 
and uh, we were talking about uh, the 30% as well. I mean, Apple's dominance, they, they just reached a huge milestone before they, they performed that change with the app tracking where people in the U.S., most people in the U.S. own an iPhone uh, now, which is uh, probably one of the best markets in the world. And, you know, it, it, with Coinbase kind of shouting them out, and then we had Elon, right? Elon, you know, he, he, he kind of teased us with, with a new phone, a Tesla phone or whatever. If, uh, if Apple uh, was not going to include uh, the Twitter app and its app store, and then he had that meeting with Tim Cook, and, and you know, he kind of made it seem like, oh, yeah, you know, team, team kind of felt threatened by, by me creating a, a phone. But I wanted to ask you, Ryan, do you think, uh, you know, it seems like Apple's dominance is, is kind of getting a lot of, um, you know, uh, a lot of exposure here. Do you think there is any way that anybody can actually, you know, topple their dominance, somebody like, like Elon or maybe another company? Um, I, I think it's always possible. Um, it, it will take a long time, right? It, it wouldn't be fast if it did happen. But, but you know, every every corporation ends at some point, right? Their dominance ends at some point. Um, so that will happen to Apple. That will happen to Google. Um, Amazon eventually, right? So I guess the question is what's next? Um, I, I certainly believe that, you know, someone that's built rockets and cars um, and, and everything is about UX and a Tesla, you know, could build a great phone, um, but you know, will it will it quickly compete with Apple? No. Um, uh, but if anybody could disrupt, it seems like it could be Elon. Um, and and he is is a, a kind of a open to disruption so much that he would throw away all the all the normal thinking around you know uh, fees and um, you know paying user or users paying for for tooling would, instead to get the adoption disruption. So theoretically. But um, it'll be interesting to see how it plays out. Um, oh, man, we're out of time already, and so uh, sadly, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna wind down the show um, slowly. Uh, but but I just want to thank everybody for being here. Um, uh, really interesting to go from you know AI to you know corporate dominance uh, in the app space to um, you know folks chatting about uh, whether they're using. Uh, mobile uh, a lot and I, I appreciate you all so much hanging out and chatting and sharing knowledge um, every day so a couple quick things to remember don't forget about the pop and post show um, it's a fun show after this just to keep chatting with daily dosers um, I love that initiative because it's created by you all I, I don't run it I don't have to be there you all are just carrying on and, and connecting to each other and I love it so um, thank you so much, Final Ryan and Dennis, for putting that together. And Don, uh, Don DiCapo. I think I think that's the crew, right? Uh, Don, the, Don the father. Don the father. Don the father. Appreciate you. Um, appreciate all of you doing that. Um, also, if you are in Miami, I'm going to go hang out uh, around the Proof Lounge. And if you come, uh, just uh, uh, send a tweet, and I'll. I think we we could always hang out outside there. So that's at three four seven Northwest Twenty Fourth street so if you do want to hang i'll be there i'll be there for a while so um feel free to stop on by i'll bring my shirt so we could do some more poaps um also i just want to thank clemente for working so hard as my co-host thank you really appreciate you um the voice for bringing some fun and uh mintify and lucky trader for sponsoring the show and helping us uh improve get bigger and also offer value to you all um please make sure to check out their tools and their apps so uh, with that uh let's Let's roll out with some tunes and then we'll uh, we'll get to our day. <laughs>